Hello everyone and welcome to Light Conversations on Trauma podcast. Welcome. Thank you for being here with me. I'm Peter Middleton and I'm a Reiki master healer and sound engineer. I've been mixing live concerts for 10 years and in my essence I am a musician, healer, writer and speaker. This podcast was born from my own experience of trauma and the healing journey that I've been on over the last six years or so. And it was born from the areas where I felt unsupported, whether it be from health institutions not being designed for the exploration of trauma, family members and friends not understanding how to listen and support a trauma journey, or my own confusion around what was happening to me. So I wanted to set up a safe space where anyone can digest trauma and hardship without shame and stigma. Let me be clear This is not a space to normalize disorder or anyone that identifies with their trauma with what Eckhart Tolle would call the pain body. I see you and I respect your right to choose and live the way that you would like to live. However, this is a space for people who want to move from surviving into healing and growing. I believe that to transcend any boundary in our lives, we first must perceive the means to do so, and also perceive the self that we might become if we do. I think that's very important. Personally, as I've said, I'm not a coach or a therapist, I'm just a human being on their own messy and beautiful journey. And I'll be sharing these conversations with other people in the same position. I believe that's where the strength of this conversation lies. But what I have learned is everything is better when it's shared safely. So this will be a safe, supported, educated conversation. And I believe that this is vital for healing and growing from our pains. I also believe that we all have trauma in our own ways, if it's big or little t. We went through two world wars in the 20th century as a collective, not to mention all of the other conflicts that humanity has witnessed in the recent past. This is inevitable that it will lead to intergenerational trauma, developmental trauma, alongside all the other aspects of trauma that you can experience, for example, sexual trauma. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the definition of trauma. One that I really resonate with is one that I heard from Thomas Heubel, who's a mystic and 
teach her and educate her around trauma. Um, he mentions trauma as the frozen aspects of ourselves, and it very much suits Dr. Bessel van der Kolk's descriptions of how the body keeps the score. And also Dr. Peter Levine, how he describes the somatic experience around trauma. So I like to see life as a river that we are flowing with, the river of thought, if you like. And trauma would be the frozen pieces of ice, perhaps in winter or early spring, that lie at the edge of this stream. Now, as you can imagine, those traumas stay unless the stream rubs up against them and starts to thaw them. And for example, if any more hardship comes into our lives or we perceive hardship, that could be considered as snow, for example, in this analogy. If, a, if pieces of snow fall in the river, they might just be easily dissolved and become the river. But if they fall on the frozen aspects, they fall on the ice, then they become a, another piece of the trauma. So we can imagine that these aspects become heavier and heavier until one of them might break off into the stream to be dealt with. Or they might become too heavy for us to carry in our lives. So in this way, it's my belief that trauma wants to be seen and to be healed and to be integrated because of that very fact of carrying hardship, carrying the heaviness, sometimes gets too much for us. And often what I find through my life is the trauma and the frozen aspects of myself come out most naturally in relationships because that is where people ask of me to be my full self. So my own personal journey, I went through sexual trauma when I was a child. Um, between the ages of 9 and 11, and that included quite a serious sexual assault, which I haven't told many people about, and I haven't sought justice for that yet, and I'm not sure if I will, I'm still on my own journey with that. And separate to that, my grandpa fought in World War II. He was in some of the fiercest fighting in World War II. He drove tanks in the Irish regiment, a fact which I am extremely proud of him for. 
and he came back after the war with PTSD. Um, but it wasn't recognized. And he struggled with that PTSD. And that became an intergenerational trauma for our family. My grandpa was and is one of my biggest role models. I love him dearly. And his energy is still with me. He had so much expansiveness and light and time and kindness and curiosity for life and for people. And he really knew how to listen and hold space for people. And I, I really learned from him how to respect and empathize, no matter who was in front of me, no matter what they went through. I remember him as engaged and joyous. But I also remember his fleeting moments of silence, sadness and pain, and they were only fleeting. But I do remember that, and every November he would retreat into himself and spend a few days in silence. So I just wanted to acknowledge, I know you're out there somewhere, Grandpa, pushing me on to do this. And I thank you. I just wanted to mention self-care. Self-care is so important on a healing journey. And it's not always... It's not always... The explicit voices that we have around self-care, like... Uh, you need to look after yourself. It's also those kind of distractions and frantic energies that we get when we're too anxious and overloaded and we kind of need that inner parent to step up and say, hey, take a break, go do something for yourself, get a cup of tea, know your self-care routine, maybe go exercise or walk in nature. It might also be that voice inside you that needs to parent yourself and through my research into inner parenting I've come to realize that authoritative parenting is the healthiest model of parenting children and the immature aspects of ourselves our childhood selves are those voices that we still carry from our childhood. They are essentially our immature versions of ourselves. So saying to ourselves, that's enough. Um, this is a boundary for me. Um, being practical and moving forward in an empathetic way can be really powerful. I also wanted to speak on the attitude of gratitude, which I absolutely love and it's a core part of my life now. It just allows us, it allows me to build a perception of myself and my life around positivity, 
and and gratefulness. And it's not to say that life isn't hard and challenging and messy, but being able to find the gratitude in my experiences really goes a long way in allowing me to live the life that I want to live. I think it's really important when we're having these conversations to really honor and respect that conversation with ourselves. If you're feeling uncomfortable during any of these conversations, please pause the conversation and take some time, take some time to sit with yourself, understand what it's saying to you, what this conversation is saying to you personally in your life. I can mention some of the things that I do. I journal. I journal my inner voices and creativity. I am engaged in morning pages, which is the artist's way. And also inner parenting workshops that I've done. I also do breathwork, Wim Hof style. And obviously through my Reiki meditation, I'm able to provide myself some self-care there. I go for a run regularly. I look after my body. I practice karate. And I'm very, very keen on nutrition to look after this one body that I have. I also wanted to mention that I take psychotherapy once a week at the moment for the exploration of trauma. And I'm engaged in men's work with Man Talks Alliance community. I think that's very important to note. I also have many people in my life that help me and mentor me and coach me around those things. It's very important to build a trusted and safe support network. So I just wanted to mention that because... Although I wanted to have these conversations in a safe, supported, empathetic and intimate space, I recognize that these are some of the most powerful and deep conversations that we can ever have as human beings with each other. The beauty in them is that we see and share the experience of that hardship. But it's also very important to know where your boundaries are and to provide yourself with that space to learn um, so, that you, so that no one's getting overwhelmed. Um, life's a journey, obviously, so we'll, you might get into those spaces. I have frequently got myself into the overwhelmed space and had to self-care myself back into integration and understanding. So forgiveness and compassion and love towards myself first because the relationship to myself is my first relationship allows me to then bring that to the world. I think the only thing left for me to say is that I'm really excited to have you here and I want to welcome you wholeheartedly. Thank you so much. I believe that humanity as a whole in our position in history, 
need to be having these conversations more and I salute you, I celebrate you. Um, I respect you for being here um, because I see the courage and the bravery that it takes to click on a podcast name like like Conversations on Trauma. And let's begin this stage of life's beautiful journey. Thank you.